a member of the DATC media family. This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band, Humphreys McGee. Each episode will feature a rotating schedule of insightful show recaps, interviews with members of Team UM, as well as musicians who have been inspired by the band. This is your place for the latest news and happenings in the world of Humphreys McGee, keeping you informed on what's going on or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah J. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out the last fresh episode from, gosh, three weeks ago, I think it was, where we broke down the recent New Year's Eve run at the Coca-Cola Roxy in Atlanta, Georgia. There is a link in the show notes in case you missed that and wanted to check it out. It has been a super busy month for the band, and that has been keeping me busy as well. Um, Birthday shows and two of my kids' birthdays are actually in January as well. Um, My Brendan's birthday is actually the day before Umphrey's birthday, and my daughter Marley's birthday is the day before Joel's birthday, And then my son got COVID right before I was about to leave for the birthday shows. So that got canceled and just all of the things. So it's been super busy in my world. The band has been super busy. So it's been like three weeks since we had a fresh episode. But I am super excited to start diving into Winter Tour 2023 and the start of Umphrey's 25th year. And if you have been to any of the shows that the band has played so far, or if you've listened to any of them, you know that they are on fire. It has been incredible to watch the streams and listen to everything that's gone down so far. If this is the way it's going, it's going to be an incredible year for the bands, for us too as fans. Like It's very exciting. I had said to a friend of mine just like the other day we were talking about the shows and it is for sure a very exciting time to be an Umphreys McGee fan a hundred percent and like I said it's it's only January so we're in for it (laughs) it's gonna be a hell of a year and I am so so very excited I'm super excited Also, because I am leaving for the Midwest run here in a couple of hours, we have some snow moving in, but I'm not going to let that stop me. The snow stopped me from going to New Year's. And then, as I mentioned, my son got sick before I could go to the birthday shows. So this is not going to stop me. It is not anywhere near what we got before. And I definitely need to go and do this. So I am super excited to experience the awesomeness that they have been unleashing on everyone in person. It's going to be a hell of a four-night run in the Midwest. 
Anyway, in this episode, we're going to chat about the first four shows of the tour, January 12th and 13th at the 930 Club in Washington, D.C., January 14th at the Fillmore in Philadelphia, PA, and January 15th at Wind Creek Events Center in Bethlehem, PA. And quick before we jump into everything, because there's a lot to get to, so we're going to get right to the shows. Today, the band released Chris's first show on Nugs. Apparently, they are going to be putting out a bunch of shows that were not previously released. Uh, As the post said, they were spelunking through the archives and are finding all sorts of stuff in celebration of the 25th year. That's another thing that I'm super excited about. All of the extra things that we are going to get music-wise, picture-wise, idea-wise, just all of the things that are going to come for us in this year to commemorate 25 years. It's very exciting. So check that out. I haven't had a chance to listen to that show yet. I will probably listen to it on the train ride. Very excited because I've never listened to that show from 2003 before. Um, So Chris's 20th anniversary of being with the band was this past Monday. If you hear any noises, it's because of the weather outside of my studio. We are, like I said, we're getting some snow and some wind. So if you hear any of that, that's what that is. Anyway, so let's jump into these shows. First up, January 12th, night one at the 930 Club, and also Joel's and Chris Mitchell's birthday. They've played at the 930 Club a total of 16 times, including this recent two-night stand. First time was back in 2004 on December 11th. Groove Safe would join the band for these shows that we're going to talk about this week, as well as the show in Brooklyn on the 19th and the two nights at the Capitol Theater on the 20th and the 21st. If you are not familiar with Ashley and her amazing organization, Groove Safe, check out the episode I did with her, 188, link in show notes. I also recently did an Instagram Live with her, which you can check out on the show's Instagram page. And there's also links for her website and where you can follow her on social media, which if you are not doing, you should. And she's also always looking for volunteers. So check out her website, see where she is. She's at a ton of shows, not just Umphreys. I just saw she's going to be at Billy in Colorado. I believe that's in June. Um, So check out her website and see where she's going to be and get some volunteering in because it is awesome working with her. Yes, I started my 2023 highlights list on Nugs. You will find a link for that in the show notes. Ever evolving, of course, as I continue to go back and listen to stuff and add to it. I finished, obviously, these four shows and put a few on there from Brooklyn. And I think maybe only one or two from the Capitol Theater because I haven't had a chance to go back and, you know, listen and and put some on there from that weekend, but it's still 25 to 30 songs. So again, it is going to be 
a hell of a year. I'm super excited. So check that out if you are interested in my highlights so far. Some fun facts sprinkled throughout this episode are thanks to Jimmy Knowledge, also known as Um Facts on Twitter, and also um, Wow Show on Twitter. Give those accounts a follow if you're not. He's always got the most amazing posts and facts about things. Jimmy Knowledge is also the co-host of the Umphreys Wow Show with Rob Turner. Definitely check that show out if you haven't. Anywhere you podcast or you know where to find a link. So getting into this first night at 930 Club, the triple wide would get the evening started. And when this tune opens, which hasn't happened since August 19th, 2018, St. Augustine Amphitheater in St. Augustine, Florida. We know that it's going to be a hell of a night. I mean, opening with the triple wide. Um, That August 19th show is also where Attachments would see its first expansion. So I suggest going back and listening to that. If you haven't in a while or if you've never listened to it, definitely take that Attachments for a ride the first time they would ever let that one really stretch, and it was a hell of version. Pure Saturation next, followed by Professor Wormbog and Cemetery Walk. Got your milk after that. The first tune from the weekend and evening that made its way onto my highlights list. Leaving milk proper in the dust and charging off about four minutes. Wandering into the jungle about two-ish minutes later. Venturing deeper and deeper as it continues to dance. Spending a nice amount of time in the dark depths. Loosening its grip slightly about six minutes later dissipating and falling apart, transporting us to another time and space, almost like we're in a dream sequence, into exit signs. The second time this one has been played since its first reveal during the Raw Stew set at Umbol. And if you'd like to dive more into that Raw Stew set, check out the episodes I did with Jimmy Knowledge 209 and 211. You know where you'll find a link for those. A very, very nice second spin of exit signs. Another thing I'm very excited about in 2023 is seeing what is in store for those songs. It's obvious that they enjoy them, it's obvious that the fans enjoy them. So I'm very excited. We've already seen Out of Focus come out again since its Umbel debut during the New Year's Eve run. And then it would come out again during this first weekend of Winter Tour in Philly, which we'll get to later on. But I just love every single one of those songs from the Ross Do set. So I'm very excited to watch those mature. The first set of the evening would end with Cemetery Walk 2. And that was a hell of an interstellar dance party. I mean, of course, it's a set closing chem walk too. So yeah. Lead Boots would open the second set, a tribute to Jeff Beck, who recently had passed away right before this show. 
a couple of days. The The time frame is escaping my mind right now, but it was just a few days before this. The third time the band would take this for a spin, debuted January 3rd, 2015 at the Tabby in Atlanta. Then again on January 18th, 2015 at the Paramount in Huntington, New York. And that would have been 622 shows ago. Lead Boots can be found on Jeff Beck's 1976 Wired album. Plunger erupting out next. This massive version would also find a place on my highlights list. I feel like recently Plunger has been finding itself on my highlights list pretty often. The one from Dylan um, is definitely up there on my list. I'm pretty sure it's on my Hall of Fame contenders list for 2022. This version would cool its heels and come to a more even-headed level before wandering out about eight minutes, lacing its dancing shoes up and sauntering off, setting it down about five minutes later, deliberately starting to build with Joel in the driver's seat, slowly gaining more height, spreading its wings, and opening to a huge, soaring, uplifting jam, landing it so beautifully, and venturing through the cosmos, revealing small strides next. That one would also find a spot on my highlights list. And like I said in the New Year's episode, they are just having such a great time with small strides they're just loving the shit out of it and i love how this song is still basically in its infancy and it already feels like such an umphreys staple i felt that way about the ross do songs like it feels like they've always been here even though they're so new and small strides there's a couple other songs from asking for a friend um but small strides is definitely one where it feels like They've just, they've always been there. They're such an umphrey staple now. A Fatty Ringo next with a very nice Chris Myers breakdown midway through the song. Getting all sorts of sexy on its way back into Ringo proper. Kimball dancing out next and closing out the second set with Push the Pig. The last set to Pig Closer was April 10th, 2021 at Suwanee Rising. An encore for the evening, Mantis Gets. Last time played 182 shows ago, August 31st, 2019, at the Paramount in Huntington, New York, dedicated to Chris Mitchell for his birthday, and totally ending the evening with a full 1348. Hey, Rob. Yeah. I was uh, checking out some people that you know I listen to and I'm really interested in online, and uh, they have these things called patreon accounts Mm -hmm. what's that all about well you know it can be hard to monetize these podcasts and there are expenses that go along with it you know uh you have to pay engineers you have to you know people's time is money there's a lot of things that go into making these podcasts and um patreon is a way of using membership to help get money in the hands so that these people can create more podcasts and do more and more oh okay so our friend sarah J with the DATC Media Company. We could probably help her out then, huh? Dropped Among This Crowd Media is on Patreon now, and, and the, the, if you donate, you will have access to exclusive membership-only membership 
stuff like uh, content and uh, there'll be merch items and more and more and you'll be supporting her show Dropped Among This Crowd my other show um, um, the Umphreys McGee Wow show my show with you Stu on this and uh, the Crooked Conversations magazine and of course you know there's other I, I have other podcasts I want to do um, Sarah did one with Joel about summer camp she's talking to band members about doing other things so it just it it inspires creativity. It's a way of paying back, you know? If you want to be a terrestrial ra- radio listener and hear ads all the time, then you'd be a passive listener. But if you want to be a podcast listener, you're a part of a community, you need to step up and support that which you like, whether it's us or someone else. If you love a podcast, support that podcast. That sounds great. Sounds like a great way to help out. Indeed. So check it out. Dropped Among This Crowd on Patreon. Well, that's the first thing when you did this podcast and cooking. You were like, well, let's cook. Let's pick something let's the from woods. the woods and yeah. make a meal out of it. That was your first thing. Join us as we talk about food and music. Let's do all new songs. You know, that's just the way I am. I like that instinct. I'm always like that. I'm like, I don't want to play the old shit. I want to play, you know, new, new, new. Politics and conspiracies. The guys don't say complete demolition because they were unsafe. Which it sounds like bullshit. It's just like 9 11, right? And the wild world of sports. But there was one, like, I'm with Des Bryant, man. He got screwed in the postseason because they said he didn't finish. He made a catch. He turned his body, stepped over, and then, and then he dropped and they called it incomplete. And I still felt the Cowboys and Des got screwed. There's a lot of days like complete catch bullshit. Check out our new podcast called Stew on This. Tune us in and see what's cooking. All right, moving along to night two at 930 Club was a sold out show and would open with Miss Tinkles. Last seen in the opening position, October 8th, 2021 at the Capitol Theater in Port Chester, night one of Umble 8. Anchor drops next with a dramatic, dreamy, sequency vibe to the intro. Rocker 2, as well as the tune that would follow. It Doesn't Matter, found a spot on my 2023 highlights list. That one would venture off about three minutes. And it's interesting that It Doesn't Matter is only five years old. It it blows my mind how much that song has matured quickly over its 48 plays. I just love that song and how it has grown in such a short amount of time. Looks next with a straight-up rippin' rock and roll jam inside of it. I just fucking love that song. I just love it. Just sometimes you just need a looks, and this one was a great version of that. New tune, Always October, would follow. They've now taken that one for a spin five times total. Crucial Taunt and Rocktopus would round out the first set. Set two would reveal itself as a nothing-too-fancy sandwich, completely abandoning the jam and pivoting into the next tune, I Don't Know What I Want. This goes on a very nice adventure and would find a seat on my highlights playlist. A full bridge list would come out next also on my highlights list, and I felt like this bridge list was the jam of the evening. Night Nurse and Haji with a super emotional Jake solo 
Nothing about it is different than we normally get in a Haji. I obviously love that song. Um, but there's just something about this one, the emotion behind it. I don't know what it was, but definitely made me tear up a little bit when I listened to it. I mean, I always get the feels when I listen to Haji anyways, but there was just something emotionally about this one that just hit a little different. I don't know. Followed by the completion of that Nothing Too Fancy that started this set and Encore, one tune, remind me to completely bring the evening and the two nights at 930 Club to a close. I tell you, Carl, there's a lot of people out there who have either band or, or they have a business or they're an artist and then, you know, they're looking to reach this music loving, traveling music fan mm-hmm. kind of world, which can be elusive. Yes, they're dreamers. Yes. Like minded people. What better way than through dropped among this crowd? If you wanna if you wanna if you have a podcast you wanna create, mm-hmm. Sarah can provide a platform. She can pl- she can provide um, promotion on social media, she can provide an engineer. Um, or if you wanna advertise, or if you have any big idea, particularly with the artists, mm-hmm. you wanna email Sarah at DA. TCmediacompany.com. She can provide, again, a platform for your podcast, social media promotion. Uh, she can even provide an engineer. Because, folks, you know, you want to reach fellow Umphreys fans or jam fans or music industry people or musicians or just people who love music and travel for it, or as in the case of Stu on this, mm-hmm. foodies, mm-hmm. music loving foodies. That's right. And if y'all need any help with recipes, you need to get a hold of me. Yeah, you need to get Carl directly. But if you want stuff with promotion and social media savvy and a podcast platform, you want to email Sarah at DATCmediacompany.com. Sarah at DATCmediacompany.com. Correct. You want to know how to peel and cut an onion? You talk to me. That's Carl. You want to put out a podcast? You want to put out some material, some artistic expressions that, that you want to get paid for? You contact Sarah J. And if you have old cassettes that you don't know what to do with, you send them to me, Rob Turner. <laughs> Hey, this is Rob Turner. I hope you're enjoying this podcast on the Dropped Among This Crowd Media Network. But my friend Jimmy Knowledge and I also have a podcast on this network that we'd like you to listen to, don't we, Jimmy? It's called the Umphreys Wow Show. What we're doing, at least in this season, it uh, we're perfectly willing to let the podcast evolve over the course of time. But season one, we're going through various old school Umphreys McGee songs and exploring them with comments from the band and from the listeners. Generally, we have a side A that's more of a general overview, and then we have a side B where Jimmy Knowledge signs even more than usual. Right, Jimmy? Tell them about side B. Side B is for the curious, the folks that have their scuba gear on and are diving deeper into the improv world and and uh, a lot of the, the gooey goodness that happens in in each of these songs, they they all have a unique personality, and we explore that. The best versions of the song, the the uh, traces of where the song came from, and the songs that came from improvisation out of these songs. And then we have a metal round with a guest from the Umphreys world, and they each, Jimmy, myself, and the guest, pick their top three versions of said song, and then you, the listener, vote on them. And there is some waxing poetic. Not too much. Well, maybe sometimes too much. But we appreciate if you give us a chance and listen. It's the Umphreys Wow Show on Dropped Among This Crowd Media. Thank you, Sarah.
All right, moving on to the last two shows we're going to be chatting about in this episode. January 14th at the Fillmore in Philadelphia, PA. They've played at this venue nine times total, dating back to October 20th, 2016. Blasting out with a fatty attachment that wastes no time getting all sorts of sexy after it shakes off attachments proper and ventures out after seven minutes. I also threw this on my future raw stew list, which I did not start this list on my phone until after the most recent raw stew ballot and decided that I should probably start a raw stew list on my phone like so many of my friends have. So this I threw on there. And this section from about 11 minutes and 40 seconds is the reason why. It felt like it had the components of the crooked one, Lyrical Stew, from June 25th, 2021 at Apple Valley that was recently on the ballot. And if you are a regular listener of the show and you listen to the Ross Stew episodes, you know that that was on my ballot. And unfortunately, it did not make it this year. It's just not ready yet, and that's okay. But there were parts of this jam that reminded me a lot of that. So I put it on my Ross Do list for future reference. I'm pretty sure that'll be one that I vote for when the time comes. It would reach the stratosphere and fall back down to earth about seven minutes later, dusting itself off, metallically trying to find its head, transporting us to the other side of the world, and this would clock in at a little over 20 minutes. Sure was a hell of a way to start the evening, and no surprise, this also found a seat on my highlights list. Something a little lighter with Nemo, followed by a nice fatty dump city, That had a lead-in that sounded like interstellar communication. Always love me some Dump City. I mean, it's Dump City. It's a fantastic tune. The next one, The Silent Type, Bayless dedicated to the future rockers, the kiddos that were raging the rail that evening. I'm pretty sure those were my friend Tiffany's kids. Hell yeah, that's so awesome. Fun fact, this is actually my little rocker, Brendan's favorite tune. He hears it and he gets so excited. This version would also find a spot on my highlights list, venturing off about three minutes. And I will say, listening to these shows and then, of course, the three nights in New York for the 25th anniversary celebration. Joel is absolutely killing it this year. There have been so many times where I'm just like, fuck yeah, Joel. My early vote for MVP. I mean, there is a lot of the year left. We have 11 months of the year left, of course. But damn, Joel is on fire already. I don't know what it is, but he's straight killing it this year. I mean, like I said, they're all straight killing it. But Joel is especially killing it this year. 
Cooling its heels a few minutes later and sensually continuing on. I really, really love when this jam sinks its heels in about nine minutes. Just those vibes that it invokes. That's what made this move to my highlights list. That windows down on a super sunny day, going for a nice drive, giving you that endorphin rush. There was not a single person in that place that didn't have a huge smile on their face during that. Just jams like that are why I unfreeze. <laughs> it rounded the corner and drove right back into the silent type proper so nicely. Ugh, I love when they do that. You're just like, yes. <laughs> Recommend giving that one a spin for sure. Ordinary Times, only the second time this one has been played, debuted night one of Umble back in November, ominously lurking into the final tune of the set, Phil's Farm. This one would also find a spot on my highlights list. This would also feature a filthy LaGrange by ZZ Top Jam. It would dabble a little bit about 11-ish minutes but fully unleash about a minute-ish later, coming back into Phil's proper about three minutes after that. And I will say that I am so grateful for Umble. I mean, that's probably an understatement. I mean, obviously, we're all grateful for Umble. It was an amazing two nights. It was the best Umble, I think, so far with Umble for in second place. The Ross Dew set was incredible. I mean, I went on and on about it for multiple episodes on the show. You can just go back and listen to all of that. But it not only gave us the Ross Dew songs that they're obviously enjoying, it opened up a floodgate of things for them and just kind of really tuned into their creativity that has spilled into these songs and into these shows in 2023. I mean, when we get to the birthday shows, um, obviously they played the other side of things again. Um, you know, so there are just all of these little pieces that we're seeing post Umble that is because of that. And it's just, it's amazing. And I'm so grateful. And again, into this opening of set two with Out of Focus, one of the Ross Dew songs from this year's Umble coming out again. This was the third time that this one has been played, including its debut. Again, more proof that they really like this one. And this one would have a timestamp coming in a little over 14 minutes. The first two clocking in at about 12-ish minutes. So we're already seeing a slight expansion of these Ross Dew songs. They're kind of just stretching their legs out a little more, you know, dipping their foot in a little further to see how they feel about it. It just, I cannot go on enough about these Ross Dew songs and how excited I am to see what happens with them this year. When we start to, you know, sandwich them with other songs in the middle and start one in the beginning of a show and finish it at the end of a second set and it's just oh it's getting it's exciting it's so exciting a sneaky and maniacal building into the next tune junk and 
If you listen to the show for any length of time, you've watched any of my lives I've done or the Humble Expert Analysis panel or you know me personally, you know how deep my love is for junk. That's just all I'm going to say about it. I mean, come on. It's junk. It's a great, great tune. Before heading into the next song, Alex's House, Bayless tells the crowd that this one is about 17 years old, and he wrote it for his niece, Alex, who was actually in attendance this night. We last saw this early in 2022 during the Aspen run in March. An unfinished All in Time next with a Nachos for Two tease. Could this be a precursor to perhaps seeing this tune sometime during the band's 25th year? Which we have not seen since 2003, according to All Things Umphreys, November 1st in Kalamazoo. So, yes, let's dust that off, please. I think that's the top of everyone's not seen list on all things, unless you were at those super early shows. Uh, There are many, many folks that are petitioning for the return of Nachos for Two. So let's do that. A big second set ending, Ocean Billy. That much like the attachments that started the evening would clock in at about 20 minutes. An encore, a scapegoat. This again, you know, a new song. It's been so great to see all the places that they've been experimenting with putting it. If you did not know, this was the first song they played in 2023 out of Odd Lang Syne. Is that a sign that 2023 is the year of the goat? Maybe. That song has already shown exponential growth in such a short amount of time and only 12 plays. Another one from Asking for a Friend that you know that they are just enjoying the hell out of exploring what they can do with it live. That's one I'm also excited to see them start sandwiching and just having all sorts of fun with it. This version would feature a ripping Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne jam inside, pivoting right into the conclusion of that all in time to end that evening in Philly. All right. So finally this week, January 15th at Wind Creek Event Center in Bethlehem, PA. This would be the first time the band would play this venue inside a casino. If you went to the show at MGM Northfield Park in Northfield, Ohio, which is outside of Cleveland in 2020, they played there on January 30th. It's my understanding that this venue at Wind Creek Event Center is very similar. Any pictures I saw, um, anybody that I know that was there that was talking about it, it sounded that it was very similar to that venue in Ohio. This evening would start off with a very nice similar skin, followed by Robot World which really starts to dig its heels in slightly before two and a half, before jetting off into outer space. 
taking a few seconds to catch its breath about three minutes later before gearing up for one more orbit around the planet. That one packs a powerful punch, and I did throw it on my highlights list because it's Robot World, and come on, I mean, damn, that'll be a good one to come back to, for sure. Moving along to Wife Soup, followed by maybe Someday. In the kitchen, shaking it off and dancing on about four minutes. This in the kitchen, we would see the conclusion of later on in the evening, rounding out this first set with roulette. Again, if you've been listening to the show, you also know how I feel about that one and how I chased it for so long, years, and finally got it last February in Boston. That was so glorious. And a very nice and full of authority transition into the set ending Malchais. Set two, opening with a massive hurt birdbath that goes on all sorts of adventures within the depths of the jam. This is for sure the highlight of the evening. They just always absolutely destroy this song. But this one was so fire. You will definitely find this on the highlights list. Highly recommend listening. And, you know, it may be the first tune that finds itself on my 2023 Hall of Fame contenders list. It was so good. And I love the way that they, like, tease to go back in it. There's a dabbling of, you know, country western in there. It was a hell of a fucking ride. And like I said, 100% give that a listen if you haven't already. It is so good. I just love Hurt Birdbath anyways. It is such a monster tune. That version is just, ugh, it's hella good. Fenced in next, we've seen this one six times now. And you may recall over the New Year's Eve run, we got to experience that tune with Mad Dog's Filthy Little Secret. And like I said before, loving the new tunes with the horns. I would not be mad about seeing that happen again. A very awesome milestone for the next one, August, the 400th time that this song has been played. I feel like there should have been confetti or something when they were done with that, because that's 400 times. That's impressive. And according to Jimmy Knowledge, the other songs that have been played at least 400 times, All in Time, 2 by 2 40s, Hurt Birdbath, DBK, Nothing Too Fancy, The Triple Wide, In the Kitchen, Miss Tinkles, Phil's, Junk. Ringo, Slacker, and Push the Pig. If you're wanting to dive deeper into the history of August and to hear about some killer versions, including my favorites, check out the Umphreys Wow Show with Jimmy Knowledge and Rob Turner, episodes three, four, and five. You know where the link is. Also, anywhere you podcast. Their first two episodes were actually about the aforementioned tune Hurt Birdbath, so you may want to also dig into that. 
Jimmy, again, like I said at the top of the show, is just incredible with the information and knowledge that he has, hence the name that Rob gave him, Jimmy Knowledge. But Joel and Stasek and Bayless also give some amazing insight and history into those songs, the lyrics, where they were when they were writing them and played them and the memories they have. I mean, just the conversations that we had with the three of them about these tunes are just so awesome. So I highly recommend you listen to those episodes of The Wow Show. This August, you will also find on my highlights list, Out of Order Next, very dramatically and mysteriously coming out of that and bursting through and into Draconian. No surprise to some that this is also on my highlights list. This one gets into the gritty of it about five minutes, falling down the rabbit hole, engulfing you in this, let's just forget about everything and get lost inside of it jam. I love those. I just... Those are my favorite kinds of jams. This one, I definitely just, I was writing and then I just stopped and closed my eyes and enjoyed the shit out of it. I just love Draconian anyways, but that was just, this is a good one too. There's a couple that come to mind. Grand Rapids last year, Dayville into Draconian. Um, And then earlier in the year last year, that Mantis, Draconian Mantis, which I will never stop talking about. I always talk about that from Detroit last year. I will never, ever, ever stop talking about that. Um, But it's just, it's incredible. And that plunger from Dylan that I mentioned at the top of the show had some serious Draconian vibes inside of it. So yeah, it's, yeah, I love that song. And that's a Ross Dew song. We get into that in the episodes with Jimmy Knowledge, but Draconian is a Ross Stew song. So, I mean, think about that. That Draconian was a Ross Stew song. I mean, there's others. I mean, Den, you know, like, it's just, it's going to be absolutely amazing to see what happens to those songs. Anyway, back to this Draconian. Pumping the brakes to pivot the corner about 11 minutes beginning to build and make its way into those lyrics. Oh, yes. Those draconian lyrics. Ah, I just said that and I get goosebumps. I love them. (laughs) And the conclusion of In the Kitchen from earlier in the evening would close out the second set. And finally, encore for this night in Bethlehem. One tune, 40s theme. And if you have not checked out the 40s theme episode of Stew on This with Carl Engelman and Rob Turner featuring their chat with Jake, give that a listen. You know where to find it. All right. So that's everything I have for this week of the show. There are a whole bunch of links in the show notes, including where you can find the set list for these shows, where you can listen to them, as well as anything else that I have referenced throughout this episode. Also, you will find links for where you can find info on supporting DATC Media on Patreon and so much more. So make sure you check all of that out. Thank you so much for joining me. 
I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.